Hi, this is Mike McNamara, and you're listening to All Marine Radio on your home for it, the one and only All Warrior Radio Network. House of All Marine Radio. Um, I lost my wallet yesterday. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to report nobody found it. And even happier to report that I don't know that if somebody tried it. Normally, if somebody doesn't return your wallet in, you, you, your bank contacts you for because a bunch of crazy charges, right? Uh, that didn't happen. So if that doesn't happen, then it's like, well, maybe I lost it. Some maybe I, it's in my car. Maybe you know it's in a crevice of my car that I haven't ripped apart. So I, uh, but I will tell you this: uh, pretty easy now to go online and and freeze all your credit cards. I mean, I, I don't have credit cards, but debit cards. Pretty easy to do that. Um, came home and did it, and. Um, yeah, I got to get a military ID before Friday, uh, blah, 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 blah. And um, not easy because um, I 
you know, start of the new year, you're going to have all kinds of people down there. Beginning of the month, everybody gets promoted, runs down there. So anyway, not looking forward to that. But um, also had a chance to celebrate Christmas. Yeah, my oldest daughter's uh, second COVID test came back negative. So we could all get together and do Christmas, which was cool. So we did that right before I lost my wallet. I went to Home Depot. And uh, I rebuilt a weight bench over the weekend. My friend Napa Man gave it to me. And I don't want to bag on Napa Man for his lack of maintenance skills. But pff, come on, man. Come on, man. Um, so, yeah, so I, I ripped it apart, sanded it down, the rust and all that kind of stuff, the nastiness. And then I... Uh, then I painted it and then put it back together. When but I had to redo the seat. Yeah, the uh so when I pulled the the bench off, it's a bench, right? So it's got a seat. The seat was fine. Uh but the bench itself, the the wood in there was when I pulled it off, I tried to unscrew it with the thought of I just unscrew it and then put it back on. Well when I tried to unscrew it, uh because the wood is dry rotted, right? The screws and the bolts inside just ripped off. So so I had to open it up surgically, open it up, and then, uh, and then, uh, <laughs> and then draw, get that wood out of there, and then go buy another piece of plywood, cut it, and then put that thing all back together, which I did nicely. It's nicer now than when it was before. Yeah, use some decorative upholstery nails. Mm-hmm. Made it look pretty. So uh, I did that yesterday. Also uh, had a pretty cool uh, phone call about with some people that are in the business of coaching other human beings, and they've come across post-traumatic winning, and they're pretty geeked about it, and uh, so you're probably going to see online classes being offered. The um and so uh so that's really exciting, that's really exciting. So, uh, post traumatic winning, um, is going to get outside of its banks, which is what I've hoped it would do here for a while. So, um, so yeah, that uh, uh, had a conversation with Peggy and Susan, and Peggy, a social worker, is really interesting to, you know, uh, hear her. Um, and Susan, I've known for a few years and, uh, she's an interesting girl. Um, and she had a heart attack when she was maybe 54, 55 and not supposed to happen, right? To women, but happened to her. And, uh, so she's, you know, gone through, you know, life threatening, you know, stuff. And so, um. So anyway, Susan got into the coaching business and with the idea of helping, uh, I mean, if you talk to her, at some point you'll hear her on the program, but um, if, you'll, if you talk to her, you know, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of help when they send you to rehab. It reminds me a lot of mental health, the way we do it, right? Uh, here's your medications. If you want to come talk about it, feel free, but, you know, here you go. And so, so she's interesting girl. And then uh, Peggy, and they know each other. 
their friends. Peggy's social worker. So it's interesting to hear Peggy's perspective on post-traumatic winning as somebody who's been in the social work field for 20-plus years. And she was like, holy shit. Never seen anything like this. And so uh, very encouraging for me as, you know, it gets a brighter, broader viewing and people are really excited about it. And so, um, yeah, so post-traumatic winning, uh, getting out of its banks, which is what it was designed to do, right? So, uh, so that, yeah, that happened over the weekend. So, uh, so pretty cool weekend for me. Um, pretty cool weekend for me. The, um, what else? Notre Dame, as I predicted, uh, would get worked by Alabama. Um, if you're a football fan, a lot of space, in my opinion, on an annual basis, and the scores bear this out, between the top two teams and the other two teams that are in the playoffs. Most of those games are double-digit wins, which you wouldn't think at that end of the pool would be the case. But if you look at the national championship from 2000 on, Alabama, 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 LSU, Clemson, Ohio State, four schools win. And then you throw in every once in a while somebody else. Florida won when Tim Tebow was down there. Um, And so those are the schools where five-star players that are going to the National Football League go to play. And they're just too good. Notre Dame, I mean, like Northwestern. I mean, you know, for one of the other schools, they do well. But that's a big jump. And Alabama showed it. Uh, then probably the, mo- the you know the most interesting game was Ohio State, who had only played six times, and Clemson. And uh, Ohio State manhandles them. Yeah. So that was interesting. I think it surprised a lot of people. It certainly surprised me. Clemson, pretty good football team, and uh, Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State kicked their ass. Yeah, which was uh, you know which was a surprise. Uh, Clemson, their quarterback, one of the best players in college football, and uh, they took it to Notre Dame in the ACC championship. And you thought, wow, well Ohio State better have their shit together. Well, they did. Well, they did, and so, so that was kind of cool watching that over the over the weekend. I was interested in those games, but I spent the most of the uh, most of my uh, New Year, you know, putting together a gym that, that I absolutely love. You know, a lot of times you buy stuff and you're like, oh, it's not as good as, you know, I don't like this, I don't like this. This thing is better than I thought. So, so I did a little housekeeping in the backyard, and then that culminated. that culminated in that bench. So, um, yeah, Libby bombing in with her Alabama. (laughs) Roll Tide. No, it'll be, um, should be a great game, Alabama favor, but I don't know. I mean, you watched uh, Ohio State, and they're, uh, they're pretty good, but... Uh, again, and, and if you look at the, the who plays in these games, I mean, you know, 90% of the players on these teams are either f- four-star or five-star or high four-star recruits. I mean, they're all, you know, the vast majority of them. 
that that start will go play in the National Football League in, at some at some capacity. So this these are the football factories of the NCAA. Um, so that is the news. Um, news being dominated by, as you would expect, by the election tomorrow in Georgia. So we will see who controls the Senate, and we will see if. Uh, you know, if Joe Biden's well, it's not so much Joe Biden's agenda. I think Joe Biden is perfectly satisfied, and you know where he's been most of his life, which is a very, very uh, centrist agenda. And you would do that by saying, "Hey, you know, don't control the White House, or I mean, don't control the uh, don't control the White House, the don't control the uh, Senate." So you know, we got to compromise. We got to you know do this thing down the middle. I think Joe Biden would be very happy to do that. Um, if somehow or other the Democrats win the Senate in Georgia by winning both seats, um, Joe Biden's going to have a big fight on his hands because the radicals on the left side of his party are going to say, this is the mandate. This is a one-vote mandate for the nation. So anyway, um, so that is that is obviously dominating the news, as is uh, the news of uh, all the latest numbers relative to COVID. So, um, but for uh, for me, and over the course of the weekend, it was uh, it was a good weekend because um, it was a good weekend because we had Christmas, right? My daughter's fine and uh and then i'm still you know dealing with people relative to post-traumatic winning and and that continues to be just an amazing uh amazing part of my life so you know i think um i don't really feel like working this week and so um what i'm gonna do is uh i actually that's not true um but i've got some i i go do post-traumatic winning tomorrow so I'll record something, and then all next week I'll be in North Carolina. So those will be shortened shows. So I figured this week I might just have the the Mensa brothers on on a daily basis. Yeah, and uh, and we'll just we'll just wax eloquent about the news and and talk. Uh, if you missed the the program on Friday, it was very or last Thursday, it was very good. It, it, impromptu. I don't think I put that up yet. I will do that. Uh, but Jeff Kenny's going to join me here momentarily. So whatever you do, don't touch that dial. Uh, the United States Marine Corps Band makes this morning official.
Who is this dedicated to? This is dedicated to the person who has my wallet. Do the right thing and give it back. Yeah, I keep my fingers crossed that you're a good human being. betraying your whole life if you don't say what you think and you don't say it honestly and bluntly what keeps you awake at night nothing i keep other people awake at night for this campus had prepared him well <clears throat> i'm very confident that thank you very much <clears throat> if this was vodka it'd be a lot better speech <clears throat> But I'm not supposed to glamorize alcohol anymore. So, young folks, you ignore what I just said. We just have to execute. And we are executing every day. And Sergeant Major and I are very proud of what you do. Doesn't mean we can't get better. We don't, we don't want to make a mistake to learn. We don't want to lose to learn. We cannot lose if we have to go fight. We got to do what these Marines did here 75 years ago. Persevere against difficult challenging conditions and odds and win. You gotta win. Alright, we'll check the weather and then and get Kenny in here. See what he has see what his cheery ass has to say. Alright. <laughs> Uh, all right, currently in Quantico, cloudy in 44, down the coast at Camp Lejeune, where I will be next week. Yeah. Get to see my grandson, Finny Finn Finn. That's right. When my grandson sees me, right? I always yell the same thing when I see him. Finn, what's up? So now he, he yells at me. <laughs> he yells, Papa! He puts his hands up in the air. He puts, his, he puts his arms up in the air, and then he flexes his muscles. And he yells, what's up? I'm like, that's right. That's how we do that shit. 
Exactly. Um, yeah, cloudy at 49 down the coast of Camp Lejeune. 29 Palms, sunny at 43. Pendleton, sunny at 46. Camp Smith in Hawaii, dark cloudy 73. Okinawa, dark cloudy 68. Darwin, dark cloudy 85 in Darwin. Yikes, 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 yikes. How about that? In Oslo. Uh, dark, cloudy, and 23 degrees in Oslo. Currently at the home of All Marine Radio, FAIR. I don't even know. What, what does FAIR mean? Well, like, I don't know. I don't know. A mix of clouds and sun. Some form of that. Um, I would tell you, pretty typical California morning with a little bit of near the coast. Little clouds, and they will burn off here shortly. Looking for a high today of 63. Sun, 63. 10% chance of rain? What? What's that? Uh, tomorrow, 65. 15% chance of rain. Uh, on Wednesday, 68. Thursday, 67. Friday, 68. Somebody woke Ohio man up. Right? Thursday, I was freezing my ass off at a golf course in Mesquite. Mesquite, Nevada, and could not listen live. I'll keep checking my iTunes all weekend. Oh, I kept checking my iTunes all weekend. Yeah, I didn't get that up on the net. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, Finn. Yeah. Finn, my grandson. Um, so let me get Kenny on. and We'll see what he's doing. So good to go till nine o'clock. Honestly, I've uh, I got I got a, a bunch of stuff I got to do this week and next week. So, so uh, shows will be a little bit shorter this week. That's what it sounds like when you're waiting for somebody on fucking Skype. awesome huh I gotta love that mm-hmm so where the hell's Kenny where the hell's Kenny oh imagine that no shit man what's oh I knew there had to be a, a reason Either you were passed out, either you were passed out drunk, or but there had to be a good there had to be a good reason. Yeah, well, yeah. There's a this is the last or the first day since the you know Christmas uh, New Year's thing, and they're screwing around the gate. So I got stuck there for like five minutes. What are they doing with the gate? They're just checking the you know rescan every ID card and everything, even during rush hour. So it's a pain in the ass. Usually, you just look at it and pass it through. And I and usually the gate I go through is the one, um, you know, the gate going into Del Mar from like the the harbor. 
you know, are we getting taped right now or what? Yes, you're on. Okay. Well, I apologize. But anyway, <laughs> that's the one I usually go through. And it's kind of more of a, you know, you know, relaxed gait. But today they, they, you know, they kind of took some time. So anyway, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you better. There's none of that noise in the background. And you normally fucking around and then say, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, usually I'm doing um, a yoga routine. Which is, bu- which is bullshit because, uh, because the other day... He caught when we did it. He uh, he left the video on, and so I watched him. And he moves the, the phone from hand to hand. And he tells, "I'm not moving it. I'm not doing anything." I'm like, oh, well, I this mean, I meant, well, I mean, moving. I thought you meant moving like moving my ass. No, like no. walking around. So I'm I'm watching. I'm watching him. I'm like, what a lion son of a bitch, Kenny. God <laughs> damn. And I, but I, but I didn't say a word. Like I lured him in with a piece of bread, and then I crushed his fucking head. <laughs> so I watched him the whole time. I just collected on him, waiting for this moment that I could drop it on him, right? Wow. You didn't see me do that thing like that guy, uh, the the legal guy in the CNN who got caught, you know, pleasuring himself on the, on TV. Well, I, I don't want to bring that up, but there there was a bit of that. <laughs> yeah, right. But it's so much a part of your character that you don't even know it. So like, I figured, why even bring it up? Yeah, no, I really I thought when you met moving, I thought like you know, Tim would Timmy would like feed birds and fucking you know corral cattle and stuff like that during the podcast. I thought you meant like. Actually, you know, oh, moving like, around the kitchen. Stuff. Like lassoing things and moving around the yard and shit like that? Yeah, right. I'm making, I'm making a pull-up bar, you know. Or, uh, yeah. Is Tim on with us or is it just me and you? No, it's you and me. It's you. Okay. We're going to do like all Jeff Kenny radio. Oh, John. Great. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The, um, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear from. That's going to uh, be rough because I got nobody to. I got nobody to nightingale. I know. That's this. I'm like intrigued by the whole. I, I, I'm I'm intrigued by the whole concept of it, right? Yeah. What will he yeah. say when he has nobody else to say? I agree with Tim. <laughs> I agree with Will. I Mac. <laughs> fuck. I even fucking agree with you today. <laughs> right. So, yeah, right. So so right. what will happen? So I know, and I agree with you. It will be interesting. <laughs> 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 the um. What else was I gonna? T- I was gonna ask you. No, I'm going back. I'll spend next week uh, back with uh, Tumaf back at Camp Lachere. So I'm excited oh, to go wow. back there. Yeah, gonna. And I'll tell you what. Uh, if you want to fly around the country right now, you can get a good deal. I mean, I normally these tickets, especially when you fly to some place like Jacksonville, so it's you know one of those little puddle jumpers from Atlanta or Charlotte over. Um, those those plane tickets aren't cheap. They tend to run you. Six hundred, seven hundred dollars, uh, less than three hundred dollars. You could go to Jacksonville, North Carolina, and it's even cheaper if you want to fly to LAX. If you fly yeah. to George, uh, um, if you find out out of John Wayne, and uh, you'll, uh, you know, you could do it for around three hundred. So I'm taking my daughter, my daughter with me, so she could be able to spend spend a week with her nephew. And uh, I'll have somebody to carry my shit w- when we're traveling. Well, and when you rent that, when you rent your vehicle, it'll probably be a you know a forty passenger bus like I got the last time <laughs> when we went to uh, Lejeune that time uh, last year. So. No, listen, I lost my wallet over the weekend, and so oh, that sucks. I've done that. I it the bag that I got in Home Depot was ripped by something that I put in the bag. And so I walked out and either fell out in the store or I fell out in the parking lot. 
and somebody <laughs> did not return it. Um, they, you know, and so, but the good news is I haven't done this in, in a number of years, so I haven't had to do this, but it's very easy to go online now and, uh, and change your, uh, and, and freeze your credit cards just in case it turns up in your, you know, fell down in a crevice in the car or something like that. So, yeah. so I yeah. did, I did that, but I've got to replace my military ID so I can get on and off base next week. So that's my largest um, I I got three of those in the last year, man, because I've what lost my stuff. My my mil, my you know my retired ID card. Yeah. Um, I I, I lost it. Um, in in all my luggage and my various travels and stuff, mm-hmm. and I thought it was just lost. Like I left it in you know an airport in like you know uh, you know Tampa or something like that, and then um, and then I found it. So I had two because I got oh. a new one. Oh. It's easy to get a new one down here. Where? Uh, if I was you, I yes. would go to the uh, the Onofre Pass and ID. Got it. And they will do a good job. They they were I was in and out of there as the fastest, and I'm a I'm a connoisseur of service of Pass and IDs because <laughs> of my my constant you know loss of these things. But uh, when I was in the beginning of December, like just like you say, I flew to Virginia, and uh, and we went you know for the IOC graduation. I was speaking at that, and. Uh, they 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 scan my 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 retired ID card and that's how I, I inadvertently I used the old one so the, the MPs in uh, Quantico confiscated that one and uh, it, was, it just caused me ungodly trouble and then um, yeah so I'm like I put this thing on my wallet I put the wallet I I would if I could I would tape it to my ass because uh, I'm sick of losing shit. Hey, why is know? that guy dummy cording all his stuff? <laughs> I'm like the I'm like the lieutenant in the third week of the basic school, you know, on squadathon, dummy court and everything. But yeah. The, um, all right, so on a fray. Yes, that's where I'm headed. The uh, yeah, the Barcelona Gate there. Got it. Got it. Um. All right. The uh. So once I do that, can I rent a car? I can rent a car with an expired driver's license, right? I'll just say uh, it's. I'll just say it's COVID. They weren't. They they postponed my renewal twice. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. All right. All right. I mean, and because I'll tell you what, Lori's going through the same thing. Her, she can't. She's been down there, you know, haranguing them at, at the uh, at the uh, DMV about the, and it's exactly what they tell her. So absolutely, I think they gave her a little like uh, I said. They give you like a little uh, temporary thing you can. Not get arrested if you pull over, and I I gotta ask her. I'll, I'll call her and ask her later for you. Yeah, the um, so that's but then that's, maybe we don't want to know that. Maybe we don't want to know. <laughs> that's my, but that's my that's my biggest um that you know and, and honestly, as opposed to sometimes when that really uh my daughter we, we celebrated Christmas over the weekend because my daughter's COVID test came back negative. So good. We were finally able to do Christmas, so that was good. And I and I went from Christmas to um, to losing my wallet at Home Depot. And uh, which, uh, yeah, and you know what? Normally that stuff, you know, ruins your day, right? And it did not. Yeah. I did not. And I don't know why. Um, I had a, I had a, listen to this. You'll, you'll enjoy this. I had a conference call with a couple of women who are, who are life coaches who've seen post-traumatic winning. Uh, one's been a social worker for 20 years, and she says, I've never seen anything like this. And she said this, it's fucking awesome. I said, whoa. Great. 
a woman after my own heart talking like that. (laughs) And she started laughing. And she said, no. She said, look, social work is filled with so much bullshit. And there's no bullshit in that whole thing. I said, yeah. Yeah. That's right. The client base doesn't do bullshit well. The leaders do. The client base does not. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, anyway. So, uh, so that's pretty exciting. So, anyway. the um, What's on your mind? You were uh, – I was not able because I was on a, on a Zoom call, but uh, you were, like, all about, like, the text messaging last night. What was going on? What – what B, well, two things. what B got in your bonnet there, Sunshine? <laughs> My wife, she sent me, uh, well, first thing she said, hey, there's an article in uh, Fox, uh, you know, one of the Fox News things about uh, naval strategy, new naval strategy. So I'm like, all right. So it's, uh, it was like, it was like a, they were talking about long range recon and, you know, super swimmers and, you know, you know, vehicles that a lot of stuff we already got or you know, we have in some form or fashion, but it was basically like, uh, a, uh, you, you know, it basically was saying that uh, the actual humans who are going to do amphibious stuff are mostly going to be SEALs and possibly Marine, you know, Marine uh, Special Operations Forces that go ashore and do, you know, reconnaissance and limited missions. And in other words, that uh, the idea of storming the beach and all that stuff, and uh, it was just uh, kind of passe. And so it was, but it had a lot of, it was very advertising sound. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you remember. You remember General Marty Steele? Yeah, he was my battalion commander at uh, First Light Armored Vehicle Battalion in 1985. Yeah, he a, he's a great guy, man. But well, I, guys- I just you know I just did post traumatic winning at Second Maw. His son is the chief of staff at, at Third Maw down at Third oh. Maw, and uh, so he introduced it. Talked about me taking him to a baseball game when uh, he was uh, he was going through OCS and. Uh, I think I think I don't think I was supposed to do that in keeping with my penchant for following rules. Um and so um but it's really uh he's got a he's got a great call sign. David Steele's call sign is a, he's a he's a Huey driver. Um his call sign is Bunzo. So Bunzo steal after those fucking videos that they made in the eighties and nineties. Oh yeah. Yeah. So anyway. And he's a great and he's like his father, a great guy. Yeah, well, but General Steele, when he was a brigadier general there at Quantico, had the unenviable task of, uh, he had to uh, sell General Krulak's new uh, strategy of, and this is before General Krulak was commandant, he was right. McSiddick, I think, right, right. but it was this uh, idea, we're going to go to Twilight Palms, and we're going to put together this experimental outfit called the Combined Arms Regiment, right. where you had a tank battalion, you had an AEV battalion, you had an infantry battalion, led by a colonel, and... XO was the F-18 pilot because, air quotes, they think faster because they fly fast things, right? So, um, the, uh, it was, he tried to, he had to sell that thing. It just was, he got tore apart. I think it was after you left. It was like 94, 93 or 94. But, uh, you know, it, uh, it didn't go over too well. Right. And then, of course, the, the whole idea of the combines on regiment collapsed, you know. But, uh, anyway, uh, that's what this thing was kind of, made me think of and timmy came up on the net and said that uh yeah you know and will also that hey you know that they're gonna suck all these good guys up and there won't be a you won't have a good nco or staff nco left in the uh you know regular marine corps you know forces whatever that's gonna look like after we get done with this uh force design so uh, there's you know there's that 
Um, the other thing was that came up that my wife actually. So hold said, on, hold on. So so, where are these guys going to go? Well, it didn't really. It wasn't that specific, Mac. It just said that these will be the missions, and the forces will be way smaller. And they're they're like uh, the idea that Marines would. Uh, I, I think it's kind of like uh, leftover. You know, uh, leftovers from um, from the operational maneuver from the sea, where our guys are getting catapulted from way over the horizon to way, you know, inland and stuff to do, you know, uh, mischief in the enemy's uh, lines of communication and stuff like that. Meanwhile, the seals, because we're out of this, this out of this nasty, uh, you know, counterinsurgency business now that Iraq and Afghanistan are going away. Now that we're out of that, they can get down to doing what they they're supposed to do, i.e. Blowing up obstacles, doing uh, beach reconnaissance, you know, the stuff that they originally actually is appropriate for them to do. But then also, uh, you know, close maritime uh, commando type missions, like knocking out this missile thing, you know, setting up it, it, that type of thing. Kind of like blending into the, uh, the force design, but just just enough information to make you maybe be a little bit interested, but nothing specific like, uh, like what's going on with the force design. All right. Right, right, right. So, yeah. what was your conclusion from reading the article? That it was a that it was a, slow news day. Yeah, it was like yeah. They, otherwise, they, <laughs> I mean, I don't see how it could be a slow news day nowadays, you know. But uh, there was that, and um, so yeah, it was uh, it was kind of like um, what's the why are they putting this? Because since we started doing the podcast and listening to you you guys, and I'm like, what's the reason behind the reason? You know right. what I mean? Why would something like this come out now? So I got to go back and look at it and, um, you know, and uh, look at who wrote it and then try and get the, what his sources were, you know what I mean? Kind of like do a bibliography on what he, if possible, you know, from the thing. But uh, it seemed to me like uh, almost more um, public relations than, you know, an actual thoughtful article, you know? Right. So right. look at that. Yeah. So the other thing, it might be but, like, I'm the military guy. They would need an article and I got to write one. So here you go. Yeah. 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 So if you, it's on your, uh, it's in the, the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, text, uh, thing I sent it to everybody. So, and, and, and then it came somehow, you know, when I send something to all you guys, unless I'm answering you, I got to do, I got to like put together another, you know, another address, you will Tim, and there's two addresses for you. And I know one of them is kind of awkward to send it to, you know, as far as, uh, you being able to just read it like a text. Right. So I sent it on that, but we'll answer it on the original one we we're doing when we we're all, you sent that thing about general, um, general Barrow's test testimony, which was great. So here I am making comments. It almost looked like I was making comments about general Barrow and I sure sure wasn't. And I said, no, this is from the article that I just sent, you know, and, um, and then I resent it on that, on that, uh, chain too. So. Got it. Got it. Got it. No, that, um, what do you make? Here's a here's an email. What do you make of the aircraft carrier being sent home and now turning around and back and staying in the region? Yeah, well, that that's the. Uh, I don't know what to it, make of that. Was it the Intrepid or was it? No, uh, the, no, it was like. Uh, but anyway, I, I would assume that one of the other aircraft carriers took its place. But that that ship's been out. It's the one that's uh, up in um, Washington. I mean, I'm just having a brain fart remembering the name of it, but. Uh, it's uh it, it uh it was out for ten months, which is a long time, and uh, you know so I don't know if the Teddy Teddy Roosevelt's there. I don't it's, know. No, it's the Nimitz, right? Okay, Dick, the Nimitz, right? 
Days after ordering a United States aircraft carrier out of the Middle East, the country's acting Secretary of Defense has reversed that decision, instructing the Nimitz to remain in place due to purported Iranian threats. Um, so again, no surprise. I mean, yesterday was the anniversary of uh, the hit on General Soleimani. And so, um, you know, normally it is our custom to... Uh, stand to on days like this, which means like everybody's on a higher state of readiness. And uh, so that's that that would be expected. What's weird is, I mean, you tend not to play fuck fuck games with uh, with aircraft carriers like go yeah. home. No, stay there. We changed our mind. Yeah. Like, what is that? So that's uh, yeah. that's a little bit disturbing. Yeah, because it's not just an aircraft carrier. It's a carrier battle group, right? And it's not so good it's like, for all the little pumpkins that are on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could imagine yeah. them. Oh, we're going back. I can't believe it. Um, well, at least they won't get COVID. The disease that, the disease that you know, doesn't kill anybody. I shouldn't say that because it does. It does. But the, or suppose, it purportedly does. Although, you know, if, like I said, if somebody hits you over the head with a corona while you're driving and you drove into a tree, they'd say coronavirus killed you, you know? So. The... um. No, again, I as you know, per our conversation last week, and I know no, you know, I, I haven't put it up yet, but um, the um, we were talking about public policy and 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 the 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 failure this this winter to protect older people and people vulnerable is is a is a terrible terrible comment on the level of of political people in charge. I won't even yeah. use the word leader or leadership uh, as it pertains to them because they are not them. In leadership, there's an element of selflessness, and we don't see that from them. Yeah. And so, yeah, and so, you know, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Birx, everybody who's a virologist said, you know, this stuff always gets worse in the winter. So we saw that massive, you know, the aircraft carriers move, or the aircraft carriers, the, you know, the, the hospital ships moving, much fanfare never got used. Surge capacity right. built, you know, uh, what were those things? The, what's the word for the breathing things? What, what oh, ventilators? Mean? Ventilators. The whole, yeah. the whole nut roll about ventilators. Yeah. And, and, and my you, brother's, right, my brother's a respiratory therapist. And, uh, you know, this thing was really going bad in March, April. He was uh, in Hartford, Connecticut. And Connecticut and Massachusetts pretty much just copy New York as far as state government. And they just sent all these people who were sick and got admitted right back to the uh, nursing homes where they infected. They had massive death. Most of the reason the death toll is so high is because of these people in the nursing homes in those eastern states. And uh, and again, it's like a, a refusal to protect the vulnerable, even in the issuance of the, uh, you know, the, the new, uh, uh, my God damn it, I'm having a brain fart. The, um, you know the uh, lockdown the, stuff. No, the, the you know the medicine. What the oh uh, oh the vaccines. Vaccine. Even that they're 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 not. It should be first things first, man. Give it to the old people who are most vulnerable. The old people, the big fat people who are old. You know the uh, the people who already have pre existing conditions. And let me tell you, when you get above sixty, you they come at you fast and furious, man. The fucking pre existing conditions. All of a sudden, you got high blood pressure. All of a sudden, you got high cholesterol. You know, all of a sudden your eyes are going. So, you know, all these things, uh, they they make it, 
if you're already a little bit sick, the coronavirus is like, uh, they're like a, it's like a, the hyena of diseases, man. It's a scavenger, finishes you off and then eats you. So it's like, uh, you know, it's like a, yeah, it's like that, you know? And so my brother just said, Hey, it's like a bad cold now, you know, you just take care of yourself, be healthy, you know, as much as you can. And when you get it, you'll be like, Will. I mean, Will had, I didn't, he's the first guy I ever knew personally who got the disease and actually had the symptom I've lost his sense of taste and, and uh, smell, you know, and, and he did what he's supposed to do and he's good to go. And he's in there. He's late fifties, you know, so, uh, you know, he's getting close to the, uh, to the, uh, you know, the high risk category, but you know, he's fine. And I think a lot of people I was watching, remember, you know, uh, another big news item was one of the uh, newly elected Republican Congress people from yeah. Louisiana. Died. Yeah, he, he died. And, um, you know, and he didn't really, ha- he had a heart attack, but he also had coronavirus and he was being treated for it. He had a heart attack, you know, during the treatment. And, um, but the guy who was talking about him was, uh, another state government guy. This guy was way, way overweight. He even said, I had coronavirus last month. I'm a big fat guy. He said, and I'm like 68 years old or whatever. And, and the guy talked about how he got through it. So he was shocked that this guy had passed. You know that that this this young congressman, relatively young, had you know had passed away. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean to me, and 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 in our discussion, you know, that's what we talked about is like this thing. What if you're prudent, you know? And they say the number's going to be there. What are you going to do? Just ignore them and say no? We'll just shut all the businesses down. And and again, w- wait till we get, you know, what what Joe Biden's going to have the unenviable task. And Congress of deciding who wins and who loses, who gets bailed out. So, right. what do you do if you're Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac or, or the, those lending organizations? Or what do we do with the banks that are that are holding all these notes? Well, that that when, brings me to the second thing, Mac, that, that I was commenting on in the uh, in the text messages. Um, but go ahead, finish your thought. No, who, 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 who decides who's going to win and lose in all of this? Right. And so to me, when I lived in, I've said this before, but I lived up in North Dakota, there was a flood. And then they, they in the aftermath of the flood that wipes out the city, don't wipe it out, but it destroys much. And, and they, you know, you have to, you have to put a dike through the city. Well, the dike went on Jeff's side of the street. And, and so he was forced right. to sell his home. But because I know people at City Hall, it did go on my side of the street. Or that was a perception, right? So yeah. anyhow, so I, I used to say there's no, there's no hate like flood hate, right? And then even in the people that got bought out, Jeff settled early and said, okay, if that's what you're going to you know, give, then I'll take that. And then I held out because I have more money and I got a lawyer and I got three times the settlement that he did, right? Huh. And then it was who got their water turned on first. And it was, and so to me, I used to say, look, there's no hate like flood hate. And now there's not enough money to go around to bail everybody out. So who does get bailed out? Yeah. And who you should read out? about, you should read about the Johnstown flood and how that happened. Oh my God. And, uh, you know, it's like, uh, the, the, the people who are in Carnegie and, uh, his, uh, chief of staff, you know, it's interesting what happened there, but that was, uh, that was almost totally the cause, the fault of these rich guys who made this like a uh, resort area out there, right. Diverting a lot of the water and stuff like that. And then right. it led to that disaster. Right. You know? No, I can't remember. I saw something about that and it was fascinating 
It was absolutely yeah. fascinating about what they built. And it was Carnegie and who was the other guy? Mellon? No. Uh, Mellon. No. Who was Mellon the other guy? It was his chief of staff, man. I can't remember his name. But uh, the yeah. chief of staff was like, Carnegie kind of, you know, he had a lot of irons in the fire and stuff. And uh, he, that's the reason that he became such a philanthropist was to try and negate the horrid, right. well, horrid yeah. press he got. Yeah, right. after uh, right. after that. Right, 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 right. And so, so Mellon might have been. Mellon was more. No, of a you're right. It was his chief of staff who, who then goes yeah. on when they have a whole series of strikes in the steel mills, he goes on yeah. to kill a bunch of people and yeah, then gets, right. and then, and then somebody ultimately like kills him in the hallway or some shit. Yeah. Like he that. gets shot right in his office. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. The, um, a little bit of history for you. Um, yeah. give me a prediction for 2021. A prediction. Okay. I got one. Whoa. Number one. Uh, I think the, um, that there's going to be a, a uh, demand for transparency above and beyond what we have now. And well, the first and not most obvious one is the, is the election fraud, but then other stuff too. There's a demand for transparency about you know um, about how decisions are being made in, in the uh, between in the federal government and and internationally and diplomatically. How are we making our decisions, and what is the priority of our leaders? And, uh, you know, we're always the last year or so we've been we've been hit with the covid. We've been hit with, you know, this racial strife, you know, that uh, that seems contrived to me, because as you as we've talked about, you know, our our racial numbers have never been better in regards to police, you know, law enforcement and stuff like that. And I think people are going to wake up. There's going to be a huge wake up and they're going to be demanding that. I mean, uh the, the uh, just as you mentioned before about the some of our so-called you know our elected leadership, I saw over the weekend that the Congress, well, I, I went I went out of my fucking way not to say leadership, and here you do you just the I guy so-called I say air quotes leadership the, the guy <laughs> the guy who copies everything doesn't copy the one thing you should copy. <laughs> well, I'll try to be better. <laughs> anyway, the non-leadership that uh, that runs the country. I was watching the you know. Nancy Pelosi's a speaker oh. of the house. She Why? barely got in. Why got in. would and you then, do that to yourself with all your then, with all your mental health issues? Why would you do that? Because I'm too lazy to fucking <laughs> find the remote and change the channel. There you go. That's a good. You know what? That's as good <laughs> as down in the couch by my ass, and I I gotta disturb late. Lori, and then she'll tongue lash me if I you know. So and not not that I mind that. I enjoy a good argument. <laughs> You know, but sometimes just have the energy to argue over the fucking TV remote. You know, right. no, that's but, a, no, uh, that's a good reason. Though. That's it's like, <laughs> sir, he jumped his quarter over mine on the jukebox. That's why yeah, I hit. No. That's why I hit that's him. Why I hit him with a pool cue. That's why I hit him with the pool cue. Like, why'd you hit him with the pool cue? <laughs> because I didn't have a baseball bat. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and so, it's but like, when you when you so, stand when you're sitting there listening to it, you're like. That's legitimate. Well, okay. They come out with these new rules about you know pronouns and shit. Just, and she barely got in there, you know, as the uh, speaker of the house as a squeaker, you know. And uh, so th- there's no more pronouns, his and her and shit like that. And then the guy, his name's Cleaver, he's one of the representatives. He's saying the the prayer. I mean, why? why they, I mean, why, they still did a prayer, but at the end he said, you know, uh, instead of saying Amen, he said A woman. I mean, I busted out laughing. <laughs> 
as if amen amen the men part is actually means you know men, men. It doesn't it's a gender men. reference <laughs> yeah he he put it in there who he, knew he who knew yeah who knew? yeah it's like like for instance from now on there it's not menstruation it's woman's creation. So, you know, if you have, you have a, you don't have a menstrual cramp, you have a woman's trial cramp. It's know? not mental it's health. So it's stupid. It's not. Yeah, it's not mental health. It's, it's womental. <laughs> yes. Where do we get such people? Where do we yeah. get such men? Um, yeah. that's men funny. and women. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> the, um, so your prediction is I, one of the reasons I hope that the, um, uh, that the Senate, is is won by the Republicans is that I think there does need to be, you know, hearings on um, hearings on the election. What happened, right? right? If, if so, if people are now saying, no, you know, he won, explain to us what happened in every yeah. state. I want to know. Show me the foot. Sh- yeah, show me the footnotes. Put it in the window, and because let me tell you this, we can't keep doing elections like this, right? Oh yeah. And again, I think we're all big, we're all adults, and if the other person wins, and so be it, right? But we all have to have confidence in the system, and clearly that ain't the case right now. So, um, just like you know, FBI agents putting their hand on the scale of justice. Um, yeah. We have to make. We have to believe as citizens that you know my vote counts, and that's why I go out and I exercise it. Blah 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 blah. And so when it doesn't or appears like it doesn't, um, that's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Yep. So so I hope you know because if if the Democrats win, you're not going to see those hearings. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely right. You won't. And uh, and that's the thing that that's kind of like. Uh, who could trust the uh, the election in Georgia now? I mean, maybe now there'll be more eyes on it. I mean, they're trying to do that, but I mean, uh, you know, it's like uh, it's very dicey. It's very dangerous for our for our republic right now, for sure. And you know, uh, you know, when you talk about the FBI, I was this weekend. I was like, thinking, when did the FBI? Wait a minute, aren't you interested in my prediction for the year? Yeah, I am. I thought that was it, <laughs> but go ahead. The, I don't. I don't really have one. I should have noticed you didn't have a prediction because I didn't. I couldn't agree with it. So, yeah, you, uh, hey man, I need something to agree with. So, you, uh, but you did agree with me citing the importance of a, uh, a Republican win in the Senate, so we could actually huge. have those hearings. So you agreed with yeah, that. So nonetheless, I was uh, I was happy about that. Um, I yeah, I I would I have to I have to come up with a prediction. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm unsure of my prediction right now. I will, uh, well, you know, look, I'm doing Mensa, Mensa Brothers Radio all week. So you're welcome tomorrow too to do the same thing. Um, okay. And I'll, by that time, I will have refined, uh, I will have uh, refined, I, I will have a prediction. I don't really have one right now. Um, Nikki Haley in the news. Oh. Yeah. Nikki Haley dubs 2020 the year socialism went mainstream. Well, attempted to go. That's what I mean. Who wants that stuff? You know, that's not, that has to actually work for a living. You know what I mean? Only kids in college want socialism. 
Here's Nikki Haley's tweet. 2020 was the year socialism went mainstream. The dangerous ideology which has failed everywhere it has been tried and ruined countless lives is on its way to becoming the default economic policy of the Democratic Party. This terrifying trend threatens the future of every American. But the, well put. The good I agree with that. <laughs> the good news is that only for a couple of years, and in two years, here's here's my prediction: in two years, the House will be in the hands of uh, the Republican Party, because yes. the nation is not going to have the bullshit that they're going to have to tolerate for the next uh, twenty three months and a week. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I I just don't see. Okay, what uh, give me what's going on in your life today? Anything exciting? Well, I got to go down to the. Uh, VA in uh, La Jolla and get blood pressure meds because they're not sending them to me for some reason. So I'm, I'm here at work now, but I'm going to work a little bit and then I'm going to head down there once uh-huh. rush hour's done. And uh, the rest of it is just trying to get move out of California. Although I have to tell you, you know, my wife and I go back and forth because part of me wants to stay here and try and get more seats in California, you know, volunteer for this. Uh, my wife is a volunteer Republican wife. And I just kind of snidely made comments about how they spent all their time bickering and not enough time trying to get, you know, Republicans elected. But this time they did get a couple elected. Oh, yeah. And uh, up here. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, uh, maybe I'll you know, I'm, I'm not really so much as there's two types of Republicans. You know, there's like uh, there's the Mitt Romney type Republican. And then there's the, you know, the uh, the Tom Cotton type Republican. And I'm into the cotton guys, and I don't like mittens, Romney, that type of. Well, let me tell you, the by virtue of way the Democratic Party, by who the who who the highest profile people are and what they say, the Democratic Party is seeding the entire middle and even the middle left to the to the Republican Party. When in your life would you ever think the Republican Party would be the party of the working man? Yeah, right. It was, it was the party of the it was the party of the businessman, and now it is the party of business, the party of working people, and I don't know their union with big tech and you know and social media, um, you know, has done them well, but uh, I don't I see them uh, again as this thing runs its course, and it will uh, it will fail as it always does, and the pendulum will swing back. And it'll be back to center. So yeah, and one of those uh, one of those texts I sent you guys a uh, interview of this woman named Catherine Austin Fitz, who was uh, assistant HUD secretary under G- George H W Bush back in the uh, late eighties, early nineties. But she's interviewed, and she's got some kind of think tank now. But she's saying how it's kind of frightening the stuff she says. Like she says, let's. She looks at things different. One, just for an example, she said, let's look at all these uh, blue cities that have had uh, these riots, and they they went out of the 34, 33 of them. They had you know the the position of the of the bank, the, the federal oh geez, what was it, the Federal Reserve Bank, to the uh, real estate of the stuff that was destroyed was uh, it was just compelling. It made it look like. Someone was doing this, you know, these riots, the either the side benefit or the or possibly the goal of it was to cheapen the real estate in these very expensive areas so they could buy up a lot of it, which has been what's happening. 
in uh, places oh, like Portland, wow. Seattle, and uh, because all the all the mom and pop stuff was destroyed. And if that didn't work, then shutting them down repeatedly, you know, bars, restaurants, yeah, right, little uh, you know, little clothing stores, repeatedly shutting them down, telling them they could reopen. They invest money and then they shut them down again. It's like who's buying? Like, so uh, who's the buyer? Who's the black hand at all of this? Well, people were buying like Bezos, Jeff Bezos, and um, oh. you know uh, some of these uh, Microsoft. You know the uh, big these huge companies are buying it up. So if we wire this whole to get thing together, these companies, with inclu- including Bezos, conspired with the Chinese to release the virus in Wuhan, not shut down the airport, transmit it globally, <clears throat> in order to affect uh, inner city real estate prices, and they bought it all up. Well, that's the 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 uh, fucking boom. Do you see the way I wired that thing? Yeah, yeah. Ka-boom. That's what she says. That's what she says. And I'm like waiting. I'm I'm thinking if someone just told me this, I I wait to see him put on a tinfoil hat. Right. But she's she's dead on, man, and she backs it up. And I, I sent it to you. And it's like uh, it's about thirty minutes. But uh, you can go skip around in it too. And it's like uh, she's really uh, she really kind of nailed. It's just too much. Yeah, it's too much coincidence. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, and too many people getting hugely rich. And then, I mean, she's talking about everything from, uh, like, the number of kids being born and why that's a detriment. Because according to, according to her, the glo- she calls him Mr. Global. That's the people who are this big. And Mr. Global doesn't really, doesn't think of his fellow human beings like us, you know, normal folks, as, uh, as human as much as he thinks of us as resources, commodities. And to them... There's no difference between a robot and a human, except which one's better at which task. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it makes a lot of sense. It's kind of cold hearted. And uh, you hear her go through it. And the names she drops, you know, are pretty, uh, you know, it's pretty, uh, it's compelling. And, and I'll tell you what I sent it to you guys, because, you know, I'm like, she, she this doesn't seem, it, it doesn't seem like uh, far fetched at all. And then the other thing is like, she talks about the election. Just it seems so obvious, and they didn't even try and hide the fact in most of these seven states that they're doing this, and maybe even more than seven states. It just wasn't successful. They didn't even try to hide it. They figured that most of the people, like now we're talking Mitt Romney and uh, you know Kinzinger, that uh, representative from uh, Illinois, I think they would rather not have the controversy and the conflict over calling out the fact that someone's cheating the election they'd rather just go along to get along for the good of the country and all this stuff and uh you know just kind of like suck it up and say oh no there's no evidence and so i so i think you're going to see that the demand for transparency is going to rip organizations apart like for instance i think fox news is going through you can is going through an internal uh you know uh strife because uh, they've been pushing this one philosophy for years now all of a sudden a large part of it is now just saying, "Hey, look, nothing to see here. No, no worry. This is just a normal election where you know, uh, we, you know, we we chucked in ballots that were voted for in New York, and we chucked them into Pennsylvania. That happens all the time, you know. And uh, and all these witnesses and stuff. And so it's, uh, I think people are going to say, "Hey, we want to know more about what you guys are doing." And that's a good thing, I think. No, I, I, let me tell you, I think the election laws in this nation need to be looked at hard and I know states elect, you know, run their own elections, but I don't know if there has to be a federal standard or another amendment enacted to the constitution 
that says elections have, have to meet these requirements. Right. Like another federal laws for federal, um, you know, for federal positions that you're voting on, senators and, and the president and the congressman, and then they can do whatever the hell they want with the, you know, their their uh, their legis- you know, their state governments, you know, but uh, but those those uh, elections that are going to go have impact on the federal government. The federal government should have some say is to you know at least some things that have to be met. Right. Like for instance, you know. Maybe you have to have in-person voting for that or, you know, absentee ballots. No more of this mailing crap, you know, and where your votes can be counted over and over and over. You know, it's like, uh, so, you know what I'm saying? If, uh, if, you're, if you're in the town of Meriden, Connecticut, and you want to vote for dog catcher, you do the dog catcher rules. But if it's a state position, you got to go by the state of Connecticut rules. And if it's a federal thing, then you got to go by the United States government rules. Got it. At a minimum, you know. All right. All right. Anything else you want to get off your chest before? Uh... No, I think that's it, man. If we're going to be talking, uh, you know, other times during the week, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like working, so I thought I'd have you on. And, you know, everybody loves you guys so much. I, I, I felt like I would get, bring you guys on, you know, back to back to back to back. And yeah. That's, so yeah. So, they, so they'll get sick of you fuckers. And they'll say, you know, Mac, you're so much better than they are. You know, when you, we get a, we got a steady dose of them. What a bunch of fucking pinheads! So that's yeah. The more they talk, the dumber they seem. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured that's an upside for me, and the fact that I don't have to work very hard is an upside for me. So, um, so I'm good with it. What? Yep. <laughs> the win-win. Ah, all right, all right, man. I will talk to you tomorrow. You betcha. Take yeah. care. Good luck in Hoya. That is Jeffrey, as his mother calls him, Kenny. That's right. I, I let me tell you, I you know, I absolutely agree with him relative to the uh, relative to the election stuff. Um, and again, I I I'm not I'm not a blind guy, but let me tell you, I think there's a whole lot of people in this country. You could be glad for the outcome. I got that. But if you look at the process of what happened and some of the stories that you've seen, to me, somebody has to explain some of that stuff to me. Because I think it's, uh, again, I think it's uh, a system that has been corrupted. And the game that gets played for power is, you know, voter ID and all that kind of stuff. And then when you when you propose that, you get called a racist. Right? What about people that don't have an ID card? Who is that? Who doesn't have any kind of identification in this country? All right. Um so anyway. Um if you're just tuning in, uh, only an hour today and it'll be like like this for the next couple weeks. And so I'll uh, bring other people on pretty quick in the show, normally by about 15 minutes after. Next week from Camp Lejeune, pretty excited about that. Uh, as always, uh, the chance to change people's lives and then help them change other people's lives. So uh, I will tell you, um, this week marks two years that I've been doing post-traumatic winning. And uh, I don't know in my life that I would ever, I would have ever thought I would have an, an experience like this. Um, it is on a regular basis um, uh, 
don't want to say mind-blowing, but it's on a regular basis. It is uh, absolutely take-your-breath-away stuff. Um, in my ears is still ringing, you know, a 23-year-old Marine telling me I was going to kill myself after Christmas. Um, but I'm not now. I'm not going to now. Um, and the uh, and then just last night talking to somebody who's been a social worker and hear them say, "I've never seen anything like it. This is fucking awesome." The hope that's resident in it, right? There is a path for you through all this shit. Is one thing. There is a path. No shit. There's a path. And then secondary, that path can lead you to a great place. Um, she said, Mac, nobody, nobody sells anything like that. And she said, and the best part? I said, yeah. She said, it's all true. She said, the way you've linked all that? She said, it's all, it's, she said, I've watched it like two or three times most of those hours. I said, whoa. She said, yeah. So, I mean, so you have civilian coaches that want to embrace it and then teach other people how to coach it. And then I told them, I said, look, I don't think most of us need a therapist. We need, you know, think of your best high school coach. If they had looked at you and said, hey, let me sit down. Sit down. I want to talk to you. And they would they would have showed you this stuff. You know you're never going to get over this. Um, and I think along those lines, I'm going to renumber the Ten Commandments. I know. What? Aren't they carved in stone, Mac? Yeah, but I carved them, so I can do I can do whatever I want. Uh, I only I think only one's going to move. So the the commandments will be reorganized. The top is the nature of trauma, okay, and that is one you don't get over it, and and I think they appear logically by importance. One, you don't get you don't ever get over it. Okay, two, trauma is a normal part of life. Three, trauma is trauma is trauma. It doesn't matter what your source is. Combat trauma is not uniquer than rape trauma, right? They're all unique, okay? And they all impact the same the same way. Feeling damaged is normal, right? On the on the backside of trauma. So those are uh, those four deal with the nature of trauma. Five and six deal with disclosure. One, five, stop faking mental health. Six, you have to talk about your shit and stay connected to your tribe. So that talks about disclosure. And then uh, seven through ten, talk about the life skills, right? Physical fitness. Physical fitness, right, is half devoted to your brain. Okay, maybe more. Uh, that's number seven. Number eight, money and the pressure of money and the stress involved with money. So get good at money. Number nine, right? The enabler to the way we cope, alcohol, right? If you struggle with trauma, stop. Period. And then 10, get good at wellness. The different things you need to do to be a well human being. So, uh, so those are going to get reordered and there will be Presented like that for the first time tomorrow to uh, one of the companies of 3.5. So excited about doing that. Got people from, other people from coming from uh, from uh, Camp Pendleton to watch as well. So uh, so I can't tell you how excited I am. This, this is the first show of 2021. I can't tell you how excited I am. Uh, 
to uh you know to to begin to do uh another year of post traumatic winning um um and and again i was thinking this yesterday when i was rebuilding that weight bench i said i thought to myself and you know how these thoughts occur you know in your head and you don't you don't you don't think them they just it's your brain talking to you my brain said to me 2021's going to be one of the best years of your life. Yeah. I was like, wow, how exciting is that? And then, uh, no, the book will get published. Uh, the YouTube channel will go live. And uh, the uh, Inchon Dwyer group will cease to be a thing, uh, which is the parent corporation. And uh, I think it'll be called the Trauma to Joy Company. Because it's very descriptive in a very few words of what this is all about, right? Chunking that information. Um, trauma to joy. The trauma to joy company. So that'll uh, that'll get switched on. And then uh, we will try to, in as many partnerships as possible, um, become advocates uh, for coaches, in, in the case I talked to you, the, the meeting I had over the weekend, for first responders in colleges and in high schools. And so look to partner with people that will bring this content um, that, that has the same impact wherever it goes. So, uh, so I mean, I, I, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm incredibly fortunate uh, to have this great opportunity and to have these experiences on, literally on a daily basis. So, Anyhow, um, so to everybody that's helped make that possible, um, I can't say thank you enough. And again, uh, to each one of you that's made it possible and contributed to it, you know, the end state is this. 23-year-old Marine was going to kill himself and didn't this past holiday, and you had a hand in that. So um, uh, God bless and thank you to everybody who's... Uh, Who's, uh, who's participated in this. And I can tell you, again, how exciting it is, the future, uh, to do more, just to do more of that and to convince our country and then the world that, you know, we can do this. We can do this. That 95% of us don't have a serious mental illness. If you don't have a serious mental illness, you can fucking do this. Which means you can handle the trauma. You know, but again, it's really difficult when nobody tells you any of this and you're down in the valley of the shadow of death and you're hoping and groping and people just get tired and then you go seek help and they give you medication and you wonder why the Oxycontin thing happened. Yeah. So we can do better than that. And uh, hopefully, um, and that was the vision of uh, All Marine Radio at the start. That was the vision that by talking about it, we could have some kind of impact on those destructive behavior numbers. Well, I'm going to tell you this, boys and girls, we're going to go beyond that. We're not going to have some kind of an impact. We're going to shit kick those numbers. So um, we're going to take about a 30-second break, and then this program repeats itself. I'll get it up on the Internet along with last Thursday's uh, uh, Lynch, Kenny, Costantini hour. So, and then i got to go get an ID card, I think. So have a great uh, have a great Monday. They will be back. Some semblance of the three will be back tomorrow, and uh, we'll do that this week. Um, 
and then uh as i said next week um, camp lejeune and shorter programs as i uh as i go back and do uh post-traumatic winning for tuma so uh have a great 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 monday happy new year to everybody and uh you know i i was listening to a jim collins um and I think if you go to the All Marine Radio website, you can listen to the whole presentation. And so go there, and let me just, I'll do it while I, I say it. So if you go to the All Marine Radio website, and in the search box, type in the word Collins, and you should see uh, something done by Jim Collins. And uh, he's the guy who wrote the book Good to Great. And it comes up and it says, uh, there's a picture of him with his left hand up in the air. And it says, Drucker Centennial Overview, right? And so in this thing, um, Colin says, Peter Drucker had only written a third of what he would ultimately write at the age of 63. I think that's the age, maybe, maybe 65. And so I'm mindful of that. He said, you know, in our... In the later years of our life, it should be when we make our greatest contribution, one would think, right? The apex of our experience, you know, or the apex of our ability to influence and the number of people we know, you know, he said we should all live the life that Peter Drucker lived. So um, hey, I'll tell you what, it's a really great speech, by the way, so you can find it. Um, Jim Collins at Claremont Graduate University's centennial celebration of Peter Drucker's birth, worthy of your time. You can find that on the All Marine Radio website. So, uh, like I said, we'll take about a 60-second break. We'll come back, and, uh, and this program will begin again. So, have a great day. On a Monday, I am out and off to get my ID card, I think.